Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch. Today, I'm joined by Sean Hooley. We have an array of stories today, some AFib ablation device news and even a new marketing campaign from a major medical device company. So Sean, why don't you give us a rundown of what we'll talk about today? Sure. Today we have news about Tivic Health's common stock offering, Massimo's Sedline study results, the FDA cleared Abbott's Alinity H-series, FDA also approved multiple AFib ablation devices from Biosense Webster for a new use, and Stryker is launching a direct-to-patient marketing campaign for its Mako surgical robot. So lots to dig into. And some exciting news as well. So what's the first thing that we should know for today? First thing is that Tivic Health priced a $1.4 million common stock offering ahead of a special stockholder meeting. So some added funds ahead of a pretty big week for the company. What does that offer include? Tivic intends to offer about 33 million and some change, about 33 million shares of common stock at just over four cents per share. The company plans to use the net proceeds of $1.4 million for working capital and general corporate purposes with the offering expected to close on or about August 9th, so just a couple of days. And what's that upcoming special stockholder meeting that you mentioned? Yeah, last week, CEO Jennifer Ernst issued a letter to investors updating them on the current situation at the company, which develops bioelectronic medicine for ear, nose, and throat disorders as of now. The letter stated that the company took several measures to fortify its position, including a workforce reduction and internal structuring. Although the company didn't disclose further details about the reduction or restructuring, we know that they filed a form with the SEC pertaining to a notice of delisting from the NASDAQ market. The company received notification in January that its closing price fell below a dollar for 30 consecutive trading days and received a six-month grace period to regain compliance. Now, to try and remedy this issue, Tivik recommended a reverse stock split, but it failed to pass a measure at its annual meeting of stockholders in June. So the company set a special stockholder meeting for August 11th, Friday of this week, and urged investors to vote in favor of a reverse split. So I don't know if this offering has anything to really do with that, but it's certainly news ahead of what is definitely a big week for Tivik. And now that we've explored that update, let's move on to our next piece of news. Sure. Massimo's said line could improve brain monitoring during endoscopy, according to a study more support for the monitoring platform in certain procedures. It's quite an interesting bit of news from Massimo. So can you provide some background on Massimo's sedline brain function monitoring technology and its application in assessing sedation levels in patients? Yeah, sedline helps clinicians monitor the state of the brain under anesthesia with bilateral data acquisition and processing of EEG signals. The study looked at Sedline's ability to assess the sedation levels of patients undergoing drug-induced sleep endoscopy, DISE, with a popular anesthetic. And what were the key findings of the study? Researchers found that the Massimo Patient State Index, or PSI, a Sedline parameter derived from EEG data, was statistically significantly associated with the dosage of the anesthetic and additionally better captured changes in brain state and could potentially improve sedation monitoring. And what did the researchers say? Lead authors Dr. Lee Chi Han and Dr. David Drover said that the study provides one more step in the journey to understanding sedline processed EEG parameters that can guide sedation levels. This work helps clinicians use sedline as an objective measure reflecting how the brain is responding to this important sedative. So what's the next bit of news that we should know for today? The FDA cleared the Abbott Alinity H-series hematology system. 
Abbott says this means it offers one of the broadest laboratory diagnostic systems available. Can you provide an overview of that system and its significance in the field of laboratory diagnostics? Yeah, so H-Series, which features Alinity HQ, an automated hematology analyzer, and Alinity HS, an integrated slide maker and stainer, with a key differentiator that is the leveraging of advanced MAPS, M-A-P-S-S technology. MAPS uses light scattering to distinguish cellular features and better identify various blood cells to provide a wide array of tests that doctors can use to quickly and effectively care for their patients. And laboratories can seamlessly integrate the hematology system into their existing core lab operations to save time and resources. So this sounds like a significant milestone for the company in expanding its product portfolio in hematology. How many samples can the system run? Yeah, Alinity H-Series processes up to 119 CBC results per hour and requires less floor space in the laboratory. There's a ton more features, including sample loading from the front, laboratory automation system that ensures urgent samples receive priority without compromising capacity or workflow, hands-off maintenance so labs can schedule automated daily and weekly cleanings, integrated slide maker with the analyzer to reduce manual intervention, and customizable reports and rules. And what are executives saying? Louis Marone, the executive vice president for Abbott's core diagnostics business, said that U.S. healthcare systems have experienced significant resource constraints and rapidly shifting dynamics post-COVID-19 pandemic. The Alinity H-Series system, as with the entire suite of Alinity products, was developed to transform the way laboratories run tests so they can focus on their important mission, the delivery of patient care. And now we have some exciting AFib ablation news. Yep, the FDA approved multiple AFib ablation devices from Biosense Webster, enabling several devices within the company's cardiac ablation portfolio to be used in zero fluoroscopy workflows. So which products received approval? Products that receive approval include the Thermocool Smart Touch SF catheter, which is the most commonly used ablation catheter for radiofrequency ablation, according to the company. It also includes the standard Thermocool Smart Touch, the Carto Visigo Bidirectional Guiding Sheath, Pentaray Nav Eco High Density Mapping Catheter, DecaNav Mapping Catheters, and the Webster CS Catheter. And how did the company pick up this approval? Biosense Webster said that the label change came on the back of an observational prospective multicenter registry assessing real-world catheter ablation clinical outcomes for paroxysmal AFib patients, including procedural efficiency, safety, and long-term effectiveness for novel radiofrequency technologies. This real AF registry is a first-of-its-kind real-world evidence registry in the electrophysiology field. And what are executives saying about this development? Obviously, ablation is a really trending topic right now. Yeah, Jasmina Brooks, the Biosense Webster president, said that the label change approved by the FDA underscores the company's integrated ecosystem anchored by the CARTO-3 mapping and navigation system together with diagnostic and treatment catheters, enabling workflows with zero fluoroscopy, which improves safety and efficiency of cardiac ablation procedures. As a result of the update, she said that the teams can now proactively discuss fluoroscopy alternative workflow with customers to reinforce the benefits of the Biosense Webster portfolio. And now we have some surgical robotics news. Yes, yeah, Stryker launched its direct-to-patient marketing campaign for the Mako Surgical Robot. It's an interesting effort for a company at the top of orthopedic surgical robotics, certainly. Agreed. So what is the main goal of that marketing campaign, and what audience is it targeting? It aims to drive patient awareness of the Mako Smart Robotics Platform, a surgical robotic system that offers an option for those who need joint replacement surgery due to arthritis of the knee or hip. So how does the company plan to enact this marketing plan? 
company plans to bring the campaign through a number of assets and various media channels. The company said that all includes linear TV, streaming TV, social media, YouTube, programmatic, endemic channels, and paid search. It began the public rollout last week and seems like they are covering all their bases as far as the media that anyone can consume. Interesting. And, you know, in the past, we've had other companies like Hologic do marketing campaigns directly to patients. So what are executives saying about this? Don Payerly, the president of Stryker's Joint Replacement Division, said the company has an unwavering commitment to revolutionizing joint replacement technology and enabling surgeons to achieve enhanced outcomes for their patients. He said Stryker is eager to share this campaign with patients experiencing joint pain so they can seek care and begin their journey towards returning to the activities they love. And that marks the fifth story that we had for today. So thanks, Sean, for coming on and giving us your insights. We had some interesting news today. Definitely. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. How about you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening.